ain't a junkie, I just draft a lot, ayy, and I draft a lot, ayy, and I draft a lot, ayy. I ain't a junkie, I just draft a lot, ayy, and I draft a lot, ayy, and I draft a lot, ayy, and I ain't a junkie, I just draft a lot. I ain't really got a lot of thoughts, I just pack them in a box. So I popped up on this pod, now I'm outside of the box. When I pop up on the clock, last thing I think is talk. See, I'm winning it now, loving it three and a thou. They peeping my style, keeping it now, steadily growing my Dow Jones. Oh no, these kids be thinking they prowl. Oh no, no, immediately throwing the towel. See, when it's different, it's different. Go position by position. Ain't no issue commission. As a commission, I just listen. They envision my vision and my division. I'm stealing. Cause I'll be willing and dealing. Find me the trade. Cause I'm a fiend. I'm a junkie, ayy. And I'm a junkie, ayy. Ain't no denying my supply. I'm a junkie, ayy. See, I'm a junkie, ayy. And I'm a junkie, ayy. Be getting high off my supply. I'm a junkie, ayy. Hello and welcome to Dynasty Junkies episode 132. This is your man Scott Sidlow on the mic tonight. I've got Andrew Hall with me. We are proud members of the DAP Network. And uh, listen, we're just going to keep this series rolling. We're just going to get right into this stuff. We don't have any crazy new stuff tonight. We'll talk a little bit about that. But we're going to be talking AFC East tonight, continuing our division series. We'll have an FMAT as always for you later. Um, and I'm going to go right over to our guest tonight. I'm very excited to have the uh, Andrew Metcalf on tonight at Drew Met underscore FF. Andrew, what's going on, brother? Tell us uh, where the people can find you. Give them uh, give them all that good info. So, guys, appreciate you all having me on. It'd be nice to kind of hide out from Twitter for an hour to avoid the, the Ant-Man spoilers. <laughs> but yeah. uh, no, you can you can find me uh, at at Drew Met underscore FF. Uh, I do a little bit of a dynasty writing for Club Fantasy FFL, but for the most part, you just kind of find me talking talking stuff on Twitter about guys I like, guys I hate, and what, what type of pizza toppings I like and all that good stuff. <laughs> Ooh. Just pineapple, right? I, I like pineapple on pizza, but only with ham. <laughs> only with Canadian bacon. It's got to be the that, wine style, not with like any pizza. <laughs> completely illegal here in Chicago. So um, we just, it's not allowed. Oh, we yeah, just can't do Chi-Town. it. Yeah. Um, but, but yeah, I mean, I, I shouldn't have brought a pizza in Dallas. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, if I would have known you were in Chicago, I probably would have avoided the pizza talk. <laughs> <laughs> no, nah, that's all right. I don't even like deep dish. So I'm probably going to get murdered in my sleep tonight for saying that. But a lot of people, I feel know, like a man. lot of people say that from right. Chicago. Is it yeah. a tourist, more of a touristy thing, huh? Yeah, totally. Yeah, I don't, I don't, I'm not into it at all. But uh, Andrew Hall, how about you, brother? What do you think about deep dish pizza? I like deep dish pizza because I like lasagna. It's pretty much the same basic thing to me, right? It's just like it's an Italian oh, dish yeah. that's served in, in a big pan and you eat it with a fork. It's kind of what it is. Yeah. I mean, it's hard to eat deep dish with, with your hands, which is why I like some of the thin crust, Chica- thin crust Chicago, though. Like that's where it's at, like that really mm. eggy crust. Uh, that's the good stuff. And like even like Lou Malnati's, all those famous, like Gino's East, all those deep dish places all have a thin crust. And it's not bad. I'll be honest, it's not bad. So I always say to people, it's fun to try it as a tourist, you're right. But as a as a person who lived in Chicago for eight years, no way you could survive on that. I like the the pan pizza, like the thicker crust, but not the deep dish. That's where yeah. I draw the line. It's too much. That's that's fair. When you need a break from Skyline Chili, you know, then... Yeah, I get it. Never, I never get it. need a break from Skyline, my friend. It's too delicious. <laughs> <laughs> well, I wish I was down there in, in Texas. Um, I know uh, one of our big conventions actually is down there in the fall. We have our, our spring one going on for all the all of us realtors. 
and uh i'm always jealous when i can't go because the only thing i do is eat barbecue i never actually show up to anything mm. i literally just go to like four barbecue places and just spend the day but you gotta uh, find some taco spots too barbecue with tacos taco oh, yeah. alternate it there we go there we go nice. see we got we got the food on lock so so now that we got that covered <laughs> um you know we can we can go ahead and and get to the football here so um listen it's it's the official start of the non-point scoring season uh there there is no off season in dynasty this is this is my favorite time of year this is uh you know madden you just finished the season you just won the super bowl you know now we're getting to all the fun stuff the front office uh you know the combine the free agency the trades all the all the good stuff we got going on this is this is my favorite time of year i mean this is what got me into dynasty football so i'm excited for that we're gonna we're gonna kind of cover a few different things here and there as we go through um our main topic but um you know andrew i just wanted to uh I guess I should specify Andrew Hall. Yes. Uh, I want to. Yeah. Anyway. I'll be Hall. That's fine. <laughs> or you, you can call me Drew if you want to. Perfect. Yeah, there we go. All right. All right. Andrew and Drew. We got it. All right. So Andrew. Now I got to remember that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, have you heard from Rocky since the since the Super Bowl loss? Have you heard Not from him much. at all? Not okay. much. It's all been right. pretty quiet. Yeah, I've, I've yeah. been really trying hard not to poke that bear. You know what I mean? Okay. Like, oh, okay. Yeah. So, so Drew, our our other co-host, Rocky, is is in the Philly area. Big Eagles fan. Uh, was talking trash for weeks about how they were guaranteed to win the Super Bowl and you know all that. No, I'm just kidding. He, I was he, he it was... wasn't. But but no, it was a good game. It was a good game, and I mean, it's all good. But I just want to make sure uh, the people know Rocky's still alive. He's doing well. Um, you know, and, and he'll be, he'll be back on here at some point. Well, I just for real quick, I know this kind of came up when you guys were talking with Matt Price about scheduling, how Rocky hasn't been on in a while. And then he's not on again for what that was planned. This is not like Rocky taking a hiatus. Uh, <laughs> I was, right. it was kind of funny because when the Bengals lost, I was like, well, I, you know, I got nothing else to do now. And I was like, I kind of like having Rocky have some time away so he can focus on his team. So it worked out oddly enough that he got to have some time off and, He'll be back in a couple of weeks, I think, right? It's still you and me next week. So it'll be two more weeks till Rocky gets to come and vent about the the terrible field and all the calls and all that. But you can hear him on Trade Addicts, and I'm sure he'll be on DGN and all this other stuff. But that's he'll true. come home that's to true. he'll come home to complain here, I'm sure, before we Yeah, everybody check on check on your Eagles fans. That's right. <laughs> like, well, and Eagles fans can well get rowdy. Check. So you, yeah, uh, regardless. We don't know whether we exactly. won or lost based on that reaction. <laughs> so you know, we don't know. The grease in the uh, lamppost either way. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> I think, uh, I mean, I think the last thing we have to say about that is, you know, three podcast hosts, three different fan bases. I mean, the Bengals in the Super Bowl, the Eagles in the Mm -hmm. Super Bowl. I mean, that that just leaves one team and it's it's definitely not the Chicago Bears. So it's pretty much any any other team, uh, you know, will be representing the NFC next year. So uh, I, I, I think we can we can rule that out. But. I am loving all the uh, memes on the, you know, script for next season and the odds and oh, people man. like taking it so seriously. <laughs> and it's like, guys, let's let's figure this out here. OK, it's yeah, it's people uh, are just it's hungry not, for a conspiracy. Not real. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> just eat it up. Exactly. Well, speaking of uh, teams that are unlikely to make the Super Bowl next year, we've got the AFC East division tonight. <laughs> um 
And I mean, listen, I think you could make an argument for the Bills, but they're going to have a little bit of turnover here. So, you know, we'll see mm-hmm. what happens. Uh, but that's the team we're starting with tonight. We're going to go right in order of division finish. Um, so starting with the Buffalo Bills, I did what I did is uh, list the returning players in order of their uh, salary cap hit, Ooh, which is kind of like interesting that. just to kind of okay. think about it from that aspect. Um, just to kind of not this team, but some of the later teams will kind of see some that we kind of feel might be obvious overvalued or undervalued players, right? Just based on uh, real life NFL. So the Bills returning players, Josh Allen, Stephon Diggs, those are two of the highest paid players on the team, obviously. Um, and then there's a big drop off offensively. It's, you know, <laughs> Dawson Knox, Naheem Hines, Gabriel Davis, Isaiah McKenzie, James Cook, Khalil Shakir. So there's there's a lot of young guys and and even, you know, guys finishing out their rookie deals that are very, very cheap. The only notable free agent is Devin Singletary. You know, they could bring him back uh, on a cheap deal, but I, I would expect them to move on most likely. I mean, they don't they don't seem to like him there anyway, so I don't know why they'd re-sign him. Um, but I guess that's just my opinion on that, maybe just because I don't like him. So I don't know that that's really fair. Uh, but I'm going to go ahead and jump right into my buy for the Buffalo Bills because this is kind of a hard list to look at and go, you know, I think there's not necessarily an obvious player. Um, yeah, I was thinking this the same was thing. The toughest team for me of all the teams we've done to come up with a buy-sell hold just based on hmm. – you know, looking at their values, their start, you know, their um, startup ADP, just looking at DLF startup ADP. So I just picked the guy that was not only the cheapest here on the list and the second year guy, um, but that's Khalil Shakir. He's wide receiver 58. You know, he basically costs nothing, but we did see him come on kind of at the end of the year. And maybe he can parlay that into a little bit of something uh, next season. Not real exciting. Not a whole lot I have for you guys there, but um, just based on, yeah, I mean, Josh Allen is at the top. Stefan Diggs right near the top. And then there's just really nobody else at their position group that makes a lot of sense. So I'm just going to go with Shakir there. Um, Drew, let's jump to you. Uh, let's get your thoughts on, on Shakir, and then you can talk about your buy for Buffalo Bills. I mean, as far as Shakir, I probably feel about the, the same way you do. Uh, I mean, if he's a throw-in for maybe a trade that you can't quite get to get there on there either go. side, maybe. But it's I, I'm probably not going to be going going out of my way to to get him. Buffalo, they seem they seem like one of the prime candidates to to land one of these older wide receivers that are trade candidates. So maybe like Hopkins or even one of those like surprise candidates like Terry McLaurin or uh, Deontay Johnson. I've seen that name sure. thrown around. I just, I think they, they really are going to like do what they can to get a you know legit threat across from, from Stefan Diz because Gabe Davis just isn't, isn't really cutting it. I know it's, it's, it might be a different conversation in fantasy land, but as far as, you know, the team yeah. and offensively, yeah. I, I think so. Yeah. Again, Khalil Shakir, if you want to throw something in, maybe. Um, and yeah, I've, I kind of feel the same as you do as far as like legit buys. That's, there may be some windows where people are kind of kind of get fatigued from him. I guess uh, I know Josh Allen kind of fell off when he had the uh, the elbow issue towards the the end of That's the year, true. but I doubt again you're I doubt you're going to get him at a, a legit legit discount. So uh, probably just more like strong strongholds for me, especially Diz, because people like to kind of automatically sell receivers once they hit that age, you know, twenty nine, yeah. thirty mark. Yeah. But he just he seems like one of those guys. I think he's going to age well. He's not like an overly, you know, athletic receiver like Julio Jones, for example, that relies on 
you know, speed and all of that. So I think we can get another, you know, two or three elite years out of him. So yeah, he's another one that's a hold for me. And pretty much everybody else on this list, I'm I'm fine with selling for what I can get. Yeah. Yeah, and I'll just yeah. jump in here. And I think the, you guys are right on right on the same path as all of us. I think this is I'm with you, kind of Scott. This is a tough one. I don't know if it's the toughest, but it's a tough one to kind of find values, I guess, because mm-hmm. everybody's there. So everybody knows who they are. Yeah. Mine was James Cook, though, was my buy. I just feel like he's still a second year running back. They're letting go of Devin Singletary. All signs point to him leaving the team. I don't think they bother re-signing him. I don't think they really have anyone else. I mean, Naheem Hines is an OK returner, but he's not an every down back. I think Cook did OK in limited use this year. And again, as a running back, I don't mind buying a running back this time of year if it's a young, under-the-radar kind of running back. And right now, James Cook is RB26 in DLF ADP. That's not an expensive running back, yeah, that, but that could that. easily be a starter next year, and that could be something that's worth it. Uh, just going, just again, looking at the names here around him, you've got – he's right between A.J. Dillon and Ezekiel Elliott. Isaiah Pacheco is right after that. Like, that's exactly where I think he belongs, and I'd probably rather have him over Ezekiel Elliott at this point. I think Pacheco is the one I might have over just because that he looked really good in the Super Bowl. I think you can get a lot for him. But I just feel like Cook is probably the one guy on this team that, in my opinion, is going up in a, a significant amount, whereas everybody else is already up. They're already where they belong. Mm-hmm. And I think Cook is the one that, in my opinion anyway, has the biggest delta. And that's what I'm looking for to buy is where can I buy a low and see an increase? I don't mind Khalil Shakir. I just don't know how much of an upside he's really got on that offense. Mm-hmm. It just, I don't know. There's, there's a lot of low guys that aren't going to be high guys <laughs> in a year. Welcome to the Bills, you know? Let me ask yeah. you this, though, about James Cook. What do you think the chances are that he's, like, a legit lead running back? Just Because ba- based on his college exactly. usage, he's just never – he was never, like, a guy that got, got a large amount of carries. I don't think he'll don't, be the Bills lead. don't throw a lot to their running backs. No, and I think that with, yeah. with Naheem – I think Naheem's going to stay there, too. I think that he actually mm-hmm. played perfectly in that offense. So I think that's the one, too, that they're going to go with. I mean, there have been some uh, mock drafts I've seen where they take Bijan in the first or something, or, mm-hmm. you know, they yeah, go and yeah. trade for someone. <laughs> like, they go they go kind of nuts in the draft. I don't know if this team really does that. I think they have enough needs on defense and some other needs yeah. on the offensive they line. should put that in wide receiver that. versus running back. Well, yeah. and that's actually – that's a point, too. Like, they could mm-hmm. probably use another receiver. I don't think McKenzie's the answer for the three if you count uh, Gabe Davis as the two. And then is Shakir the three? I mean – it's just getting messy. I just, they have a lot of interesting holes. I don't know if they take a big running back, but I'm fine with James Cook being a part-time guy. I don't think he's going to be a top 12 running back in dynasty or anything. Sure. I'm not asking for that kind of rise. I'm just saying if you're RB 26 and you can get me RB 18 output for a couple years, I'm fine with that. Right. Yep. Give me an RB two that I can slot in sometimes on a flex for bye weeks as my third or fourth running back on my team. I'm happy with that. I just, I would trust mm-hmm. him more than Khalil Shakir. Even though Shakir may have a bigger upside, I like the floor of James Cook. If he's not, if Singletary's not there and they don't get anyone else, Mm -hmm. that's a big caveat, obviously. We're talking February right now. We don't know what they're (laughs) going to do in free agency and draft. But as of right now, I like James Cook. He has a draft capital, too. I I wish they threw to the running backs a little bit more. Yeah, Yeah. the only thing. But again, I mean, he can rely on that efficiency because I think he was. He was like one of the best backs as far as breakaway runs. Over so. five yards per yeah. carry, I think. But he only had like 85 yeah. carries. Like it was a very low sample size. But, yeah. you know, that's okay. No, he's, he's the he's the most interesting piece for sure, though. I, I agree with yeah. you. Yeah, I that was the name I was going to initially start with. But when I saw he was at RB26 and then just figuring the guys that probably roster him at this point, the teams that they're probably going to stick with like, what are you going to buy them for? I mean, you're probably going to have to give up a late first. So I'm not, I'm not willing to do that, Mm -hmm. uh, especially for a running back considering I'm just basically trying to sell every 
running back on the roster I have for the next six months. So, especially this year. Oh God, especially this year. So that's a great point, and definitely something we want to mention. I'm not saying buy at any cost, right? No, of course, of course. Well, and your point is well taken. I I definitely see him as an RB two, and so if he's right now a 26, and if he lives at you know 16 to 18, then it's it's a value gain for you. So no, I I mean I I'm I'm with you overall. Yeah, Yeah, I had to buy one player. Yep, on this page to be cook. Well, yeah, yeah, and it's like whoever yeah. whoever has Cook has probably had Cook since they drafted him. There's some sunk cost value <laughs> the in there. Guy, you know? yeah. <laughs> They're waiting. Yeah, so like that could make the price not worth buying. So yeah, that's an entirely fair point. Um, I just want to mention Stefan Diggs because I tried to. So this is this is where I learned my lesson a couple of years ago. He got traded to the Bills, and I thought, ooh, I don't know about Josh Allen. He's not so good. Hey, I was with so, you. Uh, I, was, yeah. I was with you too. <laughs> I, I was like, I love Stephon Diggs, and I I think this is great for Josh Allen. He could take that next step, but I think he'll be inconsistent. I could buy him next year at maybe a discount, and obviously that couldn't <laughs> have been more wrong. Uh, so over the last. Um, well, I guess just at the end of this season on any of my competing teams, I was trying to buy digs. And I mean, his price is still just through the roof. So I think, uh, Drew, like you mentioned earlier, just the the type of player that he is, the route runner. Um, I, I agree that I don't think he's a cliff type player, mm-hmm. right? Like he he's going to have, you know, maybe a, maybe a slow and steady drop, if any. Right. So um he's he's a, he's my hold because I just don't think you can buy him. And I'm also just not going to sell him on any of my contenders. I even have a team I'm like retooling and and everyone's like, why aren't you selling digs? And I'm like, nah, I'll just hold him. He'll still be on my team when I'm competing. So um, in the off season, I, this is the worst time of year to sell like those older, older guys. Like the, only, yes. the best case scenario I can see is maybe like if you're in towards the, the end of the first round and you like, if you have a late first and you're a contender, and somebody like they, their guy failed to him, you know, in the late first, yes. they might be yes. willing to give up somebody like Diggs, and you can kind of be one of those, you know, on the clock deals. But other than that, yeah, it's yeah probably gonna even if you're in a rebuild, it's probably gonna have to be like in season if you want to get get full value for him. Totally, totally well, agree. Real quick before we move on, the only other one I really wanted to mention was Josh Allen. You kind of said it before, but like he's the overall, you know, one hundred and one in Superflex yeah. right now. Um, and what do we usually say? If you're at 101, time to sell, right? You're not going to have a lot getting higher than that. That's Maybe true. it's time to get out. There are definitely people out there that would be willing to give up a lot for Josh Allen, even though they finished the year kind of wonky and didn't really dominate. There are definitely people out there that are, you know, you it, listen, if I can send Josh Allen and get Pat Mahomes plus, I'm doing that in a heartbeat. Oh, yeah. If I can oh, send yeah. Josh Allen and yep. get Herbert yep. and another quarterback, I'm doing that in a heartbeat, right? What about so I think that's Definitely Burrow. Yeah, but come on. You kidding me? Of course, Burrow. He's, 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 this, this guy loves Burrow. Uh, no, but I'm pointing at my wall for those listening. I got Bengals gear everywhere. No, the thing is, Burrow calendar over here. You can't see it. Um, but So here, here's the fun part, right? Josh Allen could Naked still Burrow be pictures better. that you're looking at. We get it. Okay, I get it. Got it's covered. Uh, no, there, Josh Allen could still get better, but I am one of those people that tends to trade so often on value. I don't see his value really getting a lot higher between now and August. Mm-hmm. I don't think it's going to go down much either. So it's not like you right. have to sell. I'm not saying like sell, sell, sell before the floor craters. I'm just mm-hmm. saying if you could pivot to two ascending assets, I'm happy to do that with him. I don't, not that I hate Allen. I just, I hate right. 101. Anybody at the top, like when John Taylor was at the top, I'm like, maybe we should sell. Mm. 
it wasn't the worst call in and it may not be the next. I mean, always it, with running backs, ex- well, especially with running, with running backs, yeah. but I mean, yeah. running quarterbacks, you have the same kind of injury concerns. True. Wasn't it a year ago? Lamar Jackson was like the one one Everybody was hey, it's un- untouchable. Yeah. I'm yeah. just saying like, you know, especially running guys, I, I, I don't want to, you know, it's not quite that, you know, you can't quite connect those dots, but it sure feels like it. And would so you again, trade just, Josh Allen for Lamar and Tua? I would. Yeah. I think okay. I'd be okay with that. Cause again, okay. it, especially in Superflex, if I can get two top 10 or top 12 quarterbacks for Allen, I'm doing that. Right. I feel like that helps your team so much more. You don't have that, uh, that quarterback deficiency. Now, again, if your two quarterbacks are Josh Allen and Pat Mahomes, right. Maybe I'm keeping Allen in that trade yeah. just to be like, I'm going right, to dominate yeah. with one and two. Right. So it kind of, it's a little bit roster dependent, but sure. Generally yeah. speaking, I want the value and Allen is at the top of his value and maybe it's time to get out. I, I'm not panic selling, but I'm interested. I'm looking yeah. It's worth seeing what you can get. Right. Speaking of lefty quarterbacks, uh, we can move on to the Dolphins here. And <laughs> returning players, um, again, by by ranking of uh, essentially salary or cap hit, uh, Tyreek Hill, Tua, Cedric Wilson actually makes more money than Jalen Waddell right now, which is incredible. <laughs> but that's the rookie, that that's the rookie deal, right? <laughs> um, so that's that's fun. And then pretty much no one else. Um all of their all of the running backs are free agents. All of them. Any any name that you saw played running back at all for Miami last year is gone. Uh, I mean, they could be resigned, but they're free yeah. agents. Yeah. Um, Mike Kosicki also. Hopefully, they just let him go. I have no idea why they franchise tagged him and then didn't use him. Like that made no sense. But hopefully, let's go somewhere else, Kosicki. And then, of course, uh, my thoughts are that if you know Jimmy G doesn't find the ideal spot somewhere. Um, to be a starter, uh, that he would he would go to Miami, just knowing that he could possibly play behind Tua. He already knows the offense, things like that. So I think they're definitely moving on from uh, Teddy Glasswater because the guy just can't stay healthy. I mean, he had a hurt finger and couldn't play, and Mahomes is out there on Man. one leg playing in the playoffs. So I just I don't I don't know what you're supposed to do with this guy. So you got to feel from too. Man, it just seems like every time he gets his opportunity, he gets like concussion or just something something happens just, to him. Let's let's get so. him in the booth or something. Let's let's just do something different with him. <laughs> but let's get him yeah. let's get him off the field. He's, he's, a, he's an awesome cool. dude. If you've ever heard him talk, he's very he's, intelligent. Yeah, yeah I love him. <laughs> a line of loves. Oh, he knows boy. a lot. Yeah, of stuff. yeah. Yeah, exactly. See, we we got you, Teddy. Let's go. We'll yeah, represent we can, you right we here. Manage that. <laughs> Here's your agency. Let's go. He's okay. Uh, all right. So, well, I'm going to start off with a little bit of a loophole here because I just talked about Mike Gesicki, uh being a free agent, but he's my buy. He's tied up. Ah, me too. Um, yep. I'm I'm hoping. I think there's going to be a little bit of a trend now because we saw like Evan Ingram do it last year, but he was really in the perfect situation. Um, so I don't know that we're gonna find that necessarily again but i just think if you sign a guy like Kasiki, you probably have a plan for him because he's he is what he is he's not like you can plug him into any system like he's pretty much going to be a big slot yep. um or kind of that second tight end who's who's more you know running routes so to me i'm just going Gasicki based on these guys and uh we kind of have a lot of similar you know with the bills right with tyree kill and jalen waddle these guys are kind of at the top where they are right now um, so it's not that I wouldn't buy them, but based on their cost, I'd rather take a shot, especially in all the tight end premium leagues that we're playing in these days. 
um, you know, let's try to find the next guy that can pop up to tight end eight or whatever, right? And Gasicki could, no one would be shocked if he was tight end eight next year, right? So tight end um, is such a wasteland too. Like yeah, if you can, right? if you can hit on one of those later guys, that's a good. And just to kind of piggyback for a second, I mean, Gasicki tight end twenty four, like you said, he's he's right after Juwan Johnson and right before Jelani Woods. <laughs> I yeah, mean, like, that's the exactly. like, are you kidding me? Give me that <laughs> exactly. guy over those two any day. I mean, even if well, you go up a little higher on the tight ends, just because I think this is interesting. Uh, you got Gerald Everett at tight end 22, Noah Fant at 21, uh, Chigozium Okonkwo at 20. Like, oh, no offense to any of those guys, but yeah. Gusecki is, is significantly better. And I think once he finds a team, his value will skyrocket because whoever goes and gets him in March is going to be getting him. Like, you remember uh, the Janu Smith and uh, yeah. what was uh the other Hunter guy, Henry. Hunter, Hunter Henry. Henry. There you yeah. go. Yeah. For the Patriots, they, their value went through the roof, right? Because yeah. like that team's going to get, and they're putting their money where their mouth is. So I'm right there with you, Scott. At that price, Gasecki is a screaming buy for me. Uh, I yeah. just traded David Bell for him straight up. Oh come on, so, that's too easy. That's easy. It was offered to me, and I oh. literally broke my phone. <laughs> Smash accept. So. I will gladly. I was like, okay, it's not a tight end premium league, in all fairness, but uh, uh, I mean, yeah, the guy is like to seven move on from Bell. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, but hey, I can move on from Bell and I can get Gusecki. Yep. Oh, yeah, I'm all I need to send it. some offers for Gusecki right yeah. now. This so, is crazy. Okay. Yeah, but that's that's what I'm saying. That was a guy who's literally won the league, I think, the last three out of four years. He knows what he's doing. He's not like just some guy who's randomly out there trading. Like he's he has a really good team. <laughs> so, I mean, I was like, okay, yeah, cool. So I'm probably the schmuck, honestly. We're going to look back in a year and be like, you, oh, man. You know, David Bell's smashing. Gusecki's not even in the NFL. Like, I get it. I get it. But. Actually, I like um, the the Ingram comparison. I've mentioned that yeah. earlier too, to where it's, it's just a, a matter of him getting in the, the right situation. Just the the offense changed into something that he can't do. Right. And it, well, something else I'm noticing looking at the DLF ADP. You know who went two full rounds before Gasecki in ADP? Oh Odell Beckham Jr. <laughs> wow. Wow. Just let that sit yeah. with you for a second. Like the guy who's not even in the league and doesn't have a team is being drafted ahead of Gasicki. Yeah, that sure? name that name is gonna hold value until <laughs> until he literally <laughs> retires. <laughs> and two years yeah, after, all the hope, all the hope in the world. But geez, man, I'm just saying. I think a lot of people are sleeping on Gasicki, and that's again, this is a, a four mock draft sample size for their super flex. But I still think that's enough to kind of get an idea. I mean, it's. I mean, again, you're talking big swings, but four is better than one. Uh, and I, I will look at that and say, well, Gasecki, hell yeah, sign me up. Yeah. Drew, who is your buy for the Dolphins here? Uh, to my, I was, I probably would would have brought up Gasecki, but um, I think we kind of covered what, yeah, you know, what we were looking for with that. But I kind of, I want to talk to a now, especially since I kind of yeah. heard <laughs> Scott. Let's do it. But I mean, so okay, I, with Tua, it's obviously it's two different conversations. So you obviously have the the health concerns with the concussions and whatnot, and that. I mean, I'm none of us are, are doctors. We can all kind of speculate based on what we, we read. We can't tell the future or who's going to stay healthy or not. The only thing I can go off of is kind of what the signs we're seeing from the team and Tua himself, which they there doesn't seem to be any you know long term concern or like real thoughts about retirement. I know we saw some of those, you know, quote reports that, you know, he was considering or it, it might have been an option. But from what I've been hearing, it's not even on the table. He just basically just kind of ran into to bad luck with those concussions coming at such a bad time back to back. And I also heard an interesting interview. He's actually been practicing. Um, is it jujitsu or judo? One of those to okay. where he, he's learning how to fall better. 
So he's he's doing uh, some. I like it. I like it when players, you know, go in the off season and look at some, you know, out out of the box ideas just to you know to do things differently. So again, that's kind of the the concussion conversation. Again, that's that's one thing. But as far as on the field, I mean, I'm not I'm not really sure what what else he could show us. Um, I think it's easy to forget kind of the the hot start they got off to since the season pretty much fell apart for them in the second half. But I mean, he was like top top five in air yards per attempt. Uh, he led the league in yards per attempt, number three in QBR, at fifty percent deep ball completion percentage, which was the top of the leagues. And obviously, his deep ball was the the big question coming in. Uh, both of his receivers, Waddle and Tua, were I think they were both like top ten in air yard share as well. So it wasn't like this dink and dunking that we we thought he would be doing, but he was right. actually pushing the ball down the field. So I would say, yeah, Tua. Two, especially in, in two two QB leagues, is a, a huge buy for me. Yeah, so Tua actually finished eighth in points per game, and he was right there with Justin Fields, Geno Smith, Kyler Murray, Dak Prescott. You know, these are all guys, Kirk Cousins, Trevor Lawrence, Daniel Jones. These guys were all within, like, a point of each other, uh, points per game. So, obviously, he was keeping up. And like you said, he supported the receivers um, and their value. Um, he, he did not look good against like good teams, but not, you know, that's not always how it works, right? Not everybody is gonna, I mean, that's why they're good defenses, right? Because (laughs) they do well against quarterbacks and offenses, right? I mean, that's what makes them good defense. So, um, I'm not going to kill him for that. Um, I think the, the injury concerns compiled with the kind of radio silence on extension and, and Mm -hmm. uncertainty and, um, I mean, there's just a lot going on there. It just might be a situation I just kind of want to avoid. Uh, but it, it then it comes down to value, right? Because mm-hmm. then it's at, at a certain point, it becomes a value. But I don't think we've hit that point yet. He's QB 11 right now um, in, in DLF startup okay. ADP. Um, so yeah, he did lose a ton of value. So yeah, he's still a QB one value. Yeah. I mean, he's, you know, he's right there. I mean, would you rather have Tua or Kyler or Tua or Watson? You know, I mean, you could put those yeah, I'm guys those back. Two over to a, yeah. So, yeah, I mean, that's that's kind of the, you know, 9, 10, 11, 12 there. Um, you know, it's kind of pick pick your poison there, whatever, whatever you prefer. Um, I would I wouldn't make the argument really for or against any of them. It's just really whatever mm-hmm. your preference is and whatever your roster build. So, I mean, that's fine. Um, I was never a big Tua fan to begin with. So I think I'll probably just avoid at this cost. Um I don't know if you can sell him, but there is we have a question in the chat, which is kind of interesting. Um, and and this might be where there is opportunity is somebody who's truly scared about the health aspect. Um, you know, puff pass kick. What's up, man? Uh, always, always in the chat, always sending us questions. Appreciate you. Uh, we DM a lot, too. So, man, I appreciate you a lot. Uh, so he says in a 10 team super flex, if unable to trade up, would you trade back essentially trade Tua for Mac Jones and uh 23 second which looks like the 207 um have the Tua Waddle stack and then have Skyler and only other quarterback is Stafford um and I'll tell you what Mac we're gonna talk about Mac Jones here coming up but in a 10 team league I want the best players possible um so I'm gonna still stick with Tua there personally um, 
you know, so I guess you can kind of see there is still <laughs> there is still a line, even for somebody who's not a Tua truther. I, I'm not quite going that far. Uh, the 207 isn't enough for me to make up that difference um, with Mac Jones. Uh, you know, Andrew, I don't know what your thoughts are on that, but I, no, I'd, I'd, I'd stick. I'd stick. Well, yeah, so I'll jump in here and just kind of answer with like puff pass kick. I'm with you. I think that's a fair trade, but I'm I'm the same. I'm, I'm keeping Tua for that price. I do like Mac Jones. We will talk about him later, but the, the stack is always kind of nice. It makes it more fun. So I, you gotta, I mean, again, it's, yeah. it's I mean, it's kind of narrative based, but for me, if you're going to break up a stack, I want a really good, you know, really solid offer. I'd almost rather do Tua plus a piece and tear up a little bit rather than break Tua up at this point. Tua for me was a hold, by the way. I think Tua is one of those players that right now, if he's QB 11, I think there is a chance that that's still kind of, you know, weighed down by some of the negative news and the concussions and all this, like the, the willy or won't he. I think if we get past the draft and, you know, start seeing him in training camp and things like that. And, you know, in June, and we start seeing Tyreek and Waddle kind of doing amazing one-handed catches and Tyreek's on Twitter, mm-hmm. hyping him up, you know, we could easily see him, you know, be QB eight, seven, eight, nine kind of thing in July. Uh, and again, there are question marks about those other quarterbacks. Kyler, obviously right above him, who isn't going to play. I don't think until October, I mean, yeah. his value is only going to go further down from here. So that, that obviously means two is going to rise up, in my opinion. If one goes down, the other has to go up. Uh, Dak had some question marks. Trevor's looking solid. Uh, Justin Fields, again, I don't think the team trades Justin Fields, and I don't want to go down a rabbit no. hole here, but no, there are not. some question marks about the way that team is run. If they don't draft a receiver and they're left with their current team and, and how it looks, maybe Fields could see a dip because people don't like that. So there's some question marks ahead of him, and I just think two has probably got the – the safest floor right now. And I don't think it's going to go down. So that's why he was my hold. And in theory, anyway, again, knowing what we know today, I'd rather just hold to it. So perfect question for that. Cause it's like, Nope, hold to it. That's my answer. <laughs> yeah. What no, do you think drew? Without a doubt. Nope. I mean, I couldn't have said it any better than you. Yeah. And to me, if I mean, 10 team, 12, 14, really any format, I wouldn't do that deal. So, I mean, we'll talk about Mac later, but I'm, I'm not high on Mac Jones at all. Especially like in in fantasy, so yeah, yeah, I'm definitely not not considering it. Um, any any other dolphins you guys want to cover? I just have uh, Waddle and and Tyreek as kind of holds. Honestly, like Tyreek's gonna he's he's hitting that age, and mm-hmm. you know he's a lot of speed, but he's just such a weapon. It's hard to sell if you have a you know a a, competing a team. I, you know, I, he'll probably die on my my competing rosters honestly like that's that's fine I'll, I'll live with it um but anybody else you guys wanted to mention well Miami i'll list? just again piggyback real quick tyreek for me was the sell but not right now uh it's kind of like a weird caveat and you know kind of playing both angles here i would hold <laughs> tyreek for now and then once he tweets something or you see an amazing catch sell just get out because i i don't i don't know if his value is going to go much higher than it is right now and I'd much rather sell in and lose a little bit of value. You don't need them on your roster for right now, anyway. You don't rosters don't matter, lineups don't matter. So there's no real benefit, in my opinion, in, in holding him on your roster for the season that's nine months away or six months away, whatever. So yeah, I'm I'm holding until I feel like there's a spike in a you know a manufactured spike, maybe is the way mm. to put it, where it's like it's not a real value some hype. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, just some hype. And I think Tyreek will definitely provide you some hype, and you should be able to get out pretty soon. 
Yep, I think we should definitely expect at least another another couple of years of of elite play. Although I I am a little bit more willing to at least listen to offers because unlike mm-hmm. Stefan sure. Diggs, with him being a speed guy, I do yeah I do think we might see that cliff come and kind of you know unexpectedly. So again, so it's not kind of a I don't view him the same as Diggs where he he might even be a buy in some situations. But uh, yeah, for the most part, he's he's a hold unless somebody just really wants to to back back low the brink truck for him. Gonna happen, for sure that definitely makes sense um well we can get we can get to the mac jones talk here then yeah. uh n- next team the patriots and again i'm gonna list these returning players in order of their cap number and the highest paid player this is nuts is matt judon which makes sense yeah. that's fair okay very good player yep the second highest paid player is johnny smith and the third <laughs> highest paid player is hunter henry um that is unbelievable absolutely wild it was like oh we have cap space we should use it even if these players are bad we're paying them all i just it it just was a weird thing but it's kind of like nobody questions belichick because it's like well okay i mean i get it you know (laughs) yeah yeah. um so yeah johnny smith hunter henry then after that kendrick Bourne, Devontae parker still under contract and then we get to basically the you know, rookie deals, Mac Jones, Tyquan Thornton, Ramondre Stevenson, Pierre Strong, JJ Taylor, Gavin Harris, um, notable free agents, a few guys there, Nelson Aguilar, Jacoby Myers, and Damian Harris. Um, you know, they still have like 17 running backs under contract, and they'll probably draft two more, and they'll probably sign <laughs> six more. A couple so, people. <laughs> you know, losing Damian Harris, I don't know that it changes a whole lot there. Um, but I will say in the past, if you look back, I think it's a little bit of a misnomer of like the whole Patriots thing. Like I know they have been big on the rotations and having that pass catching back um, and specifically Bill O'Brien. Now that he's back, we know that he does that even in Alabama. Um, but when they've had good backs, they've they've used them, you know, to the majority of the the workload, maybe not being a full like bell cow like a you know, where Adrian Peterson gets 85% of the touches mm-hmm. or something like that. Right. But uh, Ramondre Stevenson certainly has the body type to do that. So I, I don't know that. I mean, it's weird. It, it could be a good argument on that, but I'm gonna let you guys start with, uh, with your buy here for the Patriots and uh, Drew, let's, let's start with you. Uh, so I guess if, if I had to pick out a buy again, this, this is a popular name that a lot of folks are buying. So a lot of times when that's the case, they're, they really not they really aren't a buy but i'll go with uh jacoby myers just because i think he's he's just one of those uh receivers that's it's always going to be underrated and slept on for fantasy fantasy wise just because he doesn't score a lot of touchdowns uh pretty much every everything else when you look at the metrics as far as you know just yards and targets and receptions is there so i think if he if you can kind of buy him at the you know kind of that low end wide wide receiver two price right now He's actually one of those ones that once he does get that that contract, I know a lot of people are comparing it to that Christian Kirk situation. Like if he gets paid big and people, you know, think he's gonna be the next Christian Kirk, he could easily become a sale to me as well. Cause I just I think Christian Kirk would probably be his like absolute best, best case scenario. And I just I don't like expecting that with players. So he he could easily go to another team and just remain the you know low end to to mid wide right receiver two that is you know easily replaceable. 
So yeah, he's one of those interesting ones that yeah, you, you might be able to kind of sneak sneak a buy-in. Uh, maybe if it's like a, a bigger deal. Again, kind of what we mentioned some of those mm-hmm. those guys before. Just kind of throw in you know Jacoby Myers and maybe you give a second back just to kind of even a trade out. But then you know once he gets the bag and all the hype is around him, sell him for a late first. I like that. Yeah, that's good logic. Yeah, I mean um, he's wide receiver forty nine right now. So yeah. Uh, um, yeah, which is kind of oh, crazy yeah. considering that's, what he's yeah, done. Yeah, that's, that's, so, that's so low. Too low. Too low. Way below his floor. Yeah. Well, so I'll just pivot into mine. Then my buy was Mac Jones, right? Let's talk about this and and kind of bring it up. I I don't mind being low on Mac Jones, but I'm not QB twenty one low on Mac Jones. That's just that feels too low to me. Um, I'm I'm thinking again in a super flex league. I don't want to start Mac Jones as my second quarterback, but I'd love him as my third. Uh, I think he's got a lot of upside. They could bring somebody into that offense and change it around. There could be some trades, free agency. We know Bill Belichick loves doing that. Obviously, we just saw the contracts they gave Smith and Henry, who are still their top two contracts on offense at this point for fantasy. Um, I think Mac Jones has uh, a very short leash. I think this is probably the last year that the Mac Jones experiment works, if if at all. I mean, they could even draft somebody, right? Um, which, again, I, I'm, as someone who's trying to buy Mac Jones, that doesn't help my argument other than, <laughs> Buy him later if you think they're going to buy, if you think they're going to draft somebody. Um, I, I think the catch is quarterback gets kind of disgusting after the first 15 or 16 anyway. <laughs> yeah, and so it's sort of like what we talked about with Kosicki. For me, it's like, I'll take a shot. I'll take a flyer. You know, I've got a bunch of leagues. I don't have much Mac Jones. I'll tell Adam Mac Jones here or there, like try to trade Goff for Mac Jones plus, which a year ago was crazy talk. You know what I mean? Like yeah. you just never know. So Mac Jones is still young. It is a chance he turns it around, but if he doesn't, he might have a very short NFL career and this all sounds stupid in a year. Who knows? But yeah, for now I'm, I'm looking at that as a good value for quarterback. So not only did they sign those two tight ends to that, those crazy deals, but they also drafted two rookies in that draft, uh, Devin Asiasi and Dalton Keene, and they're still paying them right now. They have dead money on both of those players. (laughs) That's gotta be one of the worst scenarios that has ever happened. That is absolutely wild to think about drafting two at the position, signing two at the position and having all that money. I mean, they have like 30% of their cap in like four players. Um, okay. Hunter Henry is tight end 31 and John Smith is not even ranked. Like no, that's how bad they are for fantasy. Like that's just bonkers. Dropped. He's on waivers. <laughs> he's on waivers. I, I have a 42 man roster, uh, league. That's a 1.75 tight end premium. And Johnny Smith hasn't been rostered in a year. <laughs> so that's just tell you right there. He's completely yeah, I, I drank the John juice a couple years ago. Oh, same, too. No. same. No doubt, but in Tennessee, I definitely did. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, that poisoned me. Yeah. <laughs> well, I'm gonna I'll I'll follow up here because Mac Jones is also my buy. Um, he was my sell a year ago this time, uh, but he's my buy now because I just don't see I don't see how it gets worse. Like we and the crazy thing is, like we saw this coming, right? We're like, wait a minute, you hired two of. I mean, two coaches that failed miserably and have spent their entire lifetime on the other side of the ball or like special teams even. And and now they're running an offense with a young quarterback and, and not really any real like bona fide weapon. You know, it's one thing if he has like Jalen Waddle and Tyreek Hill running around out oh, there, yeah. right? It's like, okay, we'll yeah. get those guys the ball. Like you don't have to be a genius to figure that out. But um, 
it's it, it was a weird situation. Um, and again, we just thought, oh, Belichick, he's probably way ahead of us on on that. You know, who knows? Just um, blindly trusting you. Yeah, you know, I mean, hey, what are you gonna do? Or not? When, when, yeah, when you're that good. Uh, but now, now that now that he has Bill O'Brien, um, you know, they have a little bit of a connection, and I think there's gonna be uh, just kind of a rebounding effect, like not not to not to the same level as like uh you know what the jaguars went through right but but just getting back to like some normalization in that offensive room in that quarterback room just like having a normal game plan and a normal week and like actual coaching um and and i do think there's almost no chance that they don't sign and or draft multiple receivers for this team so um, they, they're going to have improved weapons. They're going to have a, a real offense. And I don't see how Mac Jones ends up any worse than quarterback 21, which is where he currently is. Um, you know, he's definitely a guy I like to pivot to, like we talked about earlier, maybe not from Tua, um, but, you know, kind of in that next range. Uh, I just made a trade of uh, Andrew. We talked about this earlier, actually, uh, a couple of days ago. I think I traded Zach Wilson. I wanted to get Zach Wilson off any rosters that I had him. I think I had three shares. <laughs> I wanted him gone no matter what it cost. I basically was just throwing him in and Zach Wilson, Brian Robinson, and uh, like the two Oh two for, for Mac Jones and a, and a third. And it's just like, it's not a big trade. It's nothing crazy, but oh, like having Mac Jones trade. now behind like Kyler Murray. Now, I, now I feel good about my quarterback room because oh, yeah, I, I, I know Mac will be playing. Until I get Kyler healthy, yeah. Right. You're going to so, be all right. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's kind of the scenario where I want him. And like you said, I don't want him as like my QB one, obviously. Yeah. But you could see this guy having a couple of like QB 14, 16 type seasons, maybe even getting one of those like QB 11, you know, Kirk Cousins type where he gets a good weapon and gets some touchdown luck or, you know, Ramondre isn't scoring all the touchdowns on the ground. So. So, yeah, I'm in on Mac and I've talked about that before, too. So we can we can kind of move on from that. Uh, and I will go to Ramondre here as my cell. Um, mm. I just, I, I like him a lot and he was a great value and he's a, he's a guy I drafted late in a lot of my rookie drafts and has significantly paid off. And I think that's where I'm looking at it from is from the portfolio aspect to say like, I've made my profit. So mm. I'm going to probably sell at this point. Um, regardless of what happens, I'll just take my profit and roll it in somewhere else. I'm always willing to do that on running backs. Um, where is he getting drafted at right now? He's, he's RB 16, which to me seems low. So it's weird to kind of say, well, he seems low, but he's a, he's a sell that doesn't really make any sense. Uh, but again, it's just a running back position for me. That's how I manage my portfolio. That's my roster build. So, uh, you know, that's why it makes sense for me, but I would expect some pushback on that. No doubt. Um, but yeah, uh, Drew, if you want to jump into your sell and your hold. For the Patriots, actually, I'm I'm fine with selling Ramondre too. So I mean, when you when you said RB16, that actually, that was a little bit lower than I expected because I was just I see a lot yeah. of people that are kind of pushing him into the RB1 territory. But the the concern is that he did a lot of his damage when like after Damian Harris got injured, and then when Damian Harris came back, even though I know Ramondre kind of got banged up too, which kind of muddies things. But it went right back to like a split, and even the last game, I think Harris had like twice as many carries. As Ramondre, so I, I feel like it's just. I mean, I know this is an old, you know, beat down narrative, but Bill Belichick just hate. He hates fantasy football. I mean, <laughs> it's one of those cliches that we say it for a reason. Like I just, I don't think he's gonna allow us to be able to trust 
this, you know, running back uh, week in and week out. But with that being said, like I said, if, if he kind of stays in that, you know, RB 16 to mid, like mid RB two range, I think he'll re- return value there. But um, I think, yeah, it'll, it'll definitely depend on what they, they do in the off season. Like if they don't really do much, he's, I think he's going to shoot up and be like uh, our, our top 10 running back. I think it, uh, people might just kind of be waiting to see how the, the draft and, and free agency plays out. Well, and I'll just kind of go on the real quick on the Ramondre thing here too. I thought this was interesting. Again, looking at DLF ADP, yes, he's RB16. They have him at 59th overall. Of the four drafts, he went 59th, 59th, 60th, and 60th. Like that is about dead on what his value is. If you look at that, like there's not a lot of fluctuation valuation uh-huh. in there. Um, I, I, Dalvin Cook is right behind him. That seems kind of crazy how far Cook has fallen. J.K. Dobbins is RB18. Cam Akers wow. is RB19. I love, I love Dobbins. Yeah, like I love Dobbins. I still think Cook's got some left in the tank. Ahead of him, you got Williams, Henry, Pollard, and Chubb. I mean, like that's a good group to be a part of, but that's mm-hmm. a whole tier to me. Like that's hard to say. Like, do I do I belong in there or not? So, as we usually say, I'm trying to sell running backs most of the time. If I can sell Ramondre for like Cooper Cup, if somebody's really mm-hmm. high on Ramondre and really thinks yep, he's the guy, it. and they're down on Cooper Cup, who could still be the wide receiver one next year. I mean, that might be a pivot I'm willing to make, even though Cooper Cup is obviously older. He's going to be 30 at the start of this season. I still think in the way that offense plays and the way Cup plays, I think I'd rather have him. I think he's going to score more points as long as he stays healthy, which we can never guarantee. So that was kind of my thoughts in a way on on uh, on Ramondre. And I would I, I have to put this in here because I think it's entertaining because Puff Pass Kick put this in the chat. Jerry Goff and Danny Dimes were my buy low QBs and Superflex last oh, year. Nice. Andrew Hall knows what I'm talking about. Thank you. I like to hear that. But Mac Jones is that guy for me this year. So, yeah, he's on the same okay. page as the rest of us. I guess y'all, y'all might swing me on Mac. Well, I, th- I don't know if I'm necessarily swinging or selling. It's just more of, it's, it's just more of yeah, know, where I, the value I, is. You know, like, all right. Well, yeah, it's hard to argue. Yeah, it's a quarterback that young at, what, QB 21? Yeah, it's hard, hard to argue that. You're not, you're not going to Well, and I think, too, quarterback, we've been kind of blessed for a while. We've had the Aaron Rodgers and the Drew Brees and, you know, even the Andrew Luck years and Tom Brady, my God. I mean, like. All these players that just sort of stuck around and have made it very consistent top 12, it mm-hmm. is no longer consistent top 12. We've seen no, a whole bunch a of era. shuffling at the top. Yeah, and I think we're, we're going to continue to see that. Where now you're, you're QB2, you might have to actually have a discussion in your you know in your head when you set that lineup. Like, man, do I play my QB2 in my Superflex or do I play my RB4? You know, like there's going to be right. some of those discussions that haven't had to happen much recently, but that quarterback position is just getting bleak quick. So... I don't mind taking a flyer on Jones. I'm hoping I don't have to start him, but same kind of goes for Ramondre. I think he's got a lot of value, but there could be weeks if they draft someone or hell, let's say Harris comes back or they're splitting carries or, I mean, who knows? This offense is going to change drastically. So to say, if, if I'm looking at that offense changing and I'm higher on Jones, I don't, I have to be down on Ramondre because he did so well in the offense last year and they're changing it. So like, I don't know. I just feel like they're all kind of tied together, as we know. And uh, yeah, Ramondre for me is the self as well, just to kind of follow suit. Yeah. And if I, I could just throw in like a hold before we move on, uh, Damon Harris, he's somebody who I think, you know, a lot of people might just be kind of, you know, moving on to him because in general, like we said, the running back is going to land a, or whatever. A huge reckoning. But I mean, if, if you are buying running backs, I would buy like free agents. Yep. You know that the team they're going to is the team they well obviously they don't guarantee to have a plan because you know Rojo 
was a free agent too. But <laughs> I mean, Harris, you besmirch. Yeah, well, and he won't cost a lot. So, well, yeah, that's what yeah, I was going to say. Like, if, if you're buying for a fourth or a third or something, you're not yeah, risking I, anything. I bet you, you could probably get him for yeah, like an early third in, in most leagues. Especially I'm just, if you're I'm on looking the clock. for yeah. I'm looking for uh, last year's Jamal Williams. So, like Damian yep. Harris, uh, even David Montgomery, if he ends up in a, a good spot, somebody that can just get that it's been kind of you know in a, a bad situation has sparked a bit, but if they can get, you know, into a, a good offense, you have some touchdown luck. It'll be a, a nice RB two for you. So yeah, Damian Harris is somebody I'll, I'll hold and yeah, maybe even throw out some offers for her. From I like that. I like that. Harris is going to be 26. That's not that old. He's, yeah, he's still in his prime. Yeah. yeah. The other hold I had, which was, you know, my choice was the same kind of logic was Taekwon Thornton. Like don't throw him away yet. I think yes. that guy has some yes. potential. I think you could probably still go buy him for relatively cheap. I don't think that he's, I don't even know what his uh, ADP was on here. Uh, is it even it's on here? It's very here you go. wide receiver 68. Yeah. Uh, so 68. like he's way yep. down there with like Rashid Shahid, Darius Slayton, those kind of guys. I think Thornton has a chance to, to step up in this offense. Even if they draft somebody, he's been there a year longer and maybe he's got some more potential in this new bill, uh, Bill O'Brien offense. So like, Again, same logic. You know, the, the price is going to be so low. I don't think I'm selling him. You're not going to get anything for him. No. Uh, he might be a buy if the price is super cheap, but I'm just going to hold and see where it goes. As we see through free agency, I think Thornton could be one of those sleeper wide receivers that sees your flex spot in a couple weeks. Yeah, I hope he could be like, a, like Robbie Anderson, kind of have those wide receiver yeah. two stretches good, kind of like that. And then at, at that point, you might be able to sell him. Yeah, I, I like that. Name. Yep. Anything else on your end, I guess, Scott, for the uh, the the, Pan- the Panthers, the Patriots today? <laughs> Panthers, <laughs> Robbie Henderson. <laughs> yeah, I know you got me speaking of Ryan. Hey, look at that! Nice work, Drew. Sir you messed him up. I love it. Pivot. <laughs> um, yeah, no, not not really. I mean, the Patriots aren't real interesting at this point. So, but no. I, I think there's going to be a lot of changes. So we'll have to take advantage of, of those as as they happen. Um, but speaking of a, a really interesting team. Um, not, yes. not, uh, well, yeah, it, can, it yeah. can be. Hey, I was about to say for, for fantasy, yeah, oh, okay. yeah. defensively, uh, if you're playing IDP, uh, <laughs> the, the, the New York Jets. Um, this one also has a couple interesting players. Again, if we lift list in order, returning players, their cap hit Corey Davis still at the top, CJ Uzama, Zach Wilson, Tyler Conklin, Braxton Berrios, Garrett Wilson, Elijah Moore. Get this. They not only have a, a a Bryce Hall and a Brees Hall, they also have a Michael <laughs> Carter and a Michael Carter, too. This is fascinating yep. to me. I was like, really? Like this on both teams? Like, I think the GM's just having fun with that, honestly. Right. Like, let's, <laughs> does it, I mean, does anyone know who Bryce Hall or Michael Carter, too, is? I mean, come on. That's, you know. Um, no notable free agents, not not much there. Uh, James Robinson is a free agent, uh, and and their backup quarterbacks are as well. So basically, the whole quarterback room is is going to turn over. I mean, Zach Wilson might be on the roster, um, but they're they're going to sign, draft, steal whatever they could do to to bring in quarterbacks here that can help them win games because that kind of seems like the missing piece and. You know, uh, all the other teams are are on the upswing here for the most part, uh, and they they need to play some catch up. And obviously, the only way you can do that is at the quarterback position. I would not be shocked if they ended up making a move to draft one, just because that's the owner, that's the GM, that's what they that's what they like to do. Um, I think they're more likely to sign one of these veterans, but I I wouldn't be shocked if they miss out on on the carousel there and don't get who they want and end up you know. But the the biggest concern I have with them is um, signing 
the offensive coordinator and the quarterbacks coach are two of the worst <laughs> offensive performers we have seen in recent history. Like oh, literally great. two of the bottom five that we have ever seen in our lifetimes. And you're like, let's bring in both of these guys. Like what? It just, I, I don't know what they're doing uh, from that standpoint. It's very strange to have such an intelligent, well thought out plan from a GM bringing in, players and obviously they drafted well and they just they have both they offensive rookie of the year defensive rookie of the year. i mean yeah. you know and it's draft after draft year. there's been a couple of misses but they've they've had some really good drafts and then their coaching is just uh -huh. um not 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 been great so it, it's hard to really buy in to say like yeah i i think this is going to be great for everybody. Uh, you know, even if they get one of these veteran quarterbacks, I mean, you're going to, you're going to initially think it's going to be a boost, but I don't know, like even Brees Hall's coming off the injury and um, you know, these other receivers are talented, but I offensively, I just, I don't know. It's, it's a, it, it is interesting to me from that standpoint is how is all this going to come together? Um, well, and, and just because you mentioned it, I mean, I, I had forgotten, who their offensive coordinator was. I'm like, who did they sign again? That's right. Nathaniel Hackett. Yeah. Oh, God. Yeah. Like, that's not great, Bob. So, yeah, that makes it Like, how is somebody just waiting I'm to sign to... him? <laughs> what happened to Denver? That's, I mean, it's a ballsy it's, move. It's like yeah. the Aaron Rodgers play, I guess. I it's, But, well, like, that, didn't Denver try that it's last year? Saying, it's like a it's repeat a of what Denver tried to do. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and it didn't go well there. Uh, so let's try it again over on the East Coast. I, I, I'm going to jump in with this and people. just sort of say that the, the, the cop-out answer for me, even information is on the Jets. I mean, get a on someone, Eric Wilson or a Brees Hall, fine. Um, but generally speaking, I'm looking at it like the Jets are all at the – dollar bin at your store you know you're probably not having to pay a whole lot for any of them uh there is a ton of talent there i think elijah moore could have a rebirth and kind of come back if they get someone like an aaron Rodgers. so i, I hope quit. that's what they do but <laughs> i don't know this team is this team is rough you were saying before like the roughest team this one might be the hardest team i just i don't know this is a rough one what do you think drew yeah i went back and forth so uh like I, said, I, I still believe in the talent for for Elijah Moore. Like I mean, I was like so many other people. I was so high on him after his his first his first season. I mean, you can't completely throw away though the the performance when Garrett Wilson was right across from him and completely completely bought out. So I, I guess he would kind of be more like a hold for me. So like, don't just you know ship him off for for peanuts because you think he's like his value is going to drop off or something like that. Um, and yeah, I mean, if I your, I don't know if I think my audio might have been been caught it, cutting out, cutting it out. Or it's probably me. Okay, you like, so. I, <laughs> Sorry for everybody listening. <laughs> so too. yeah, I, I didn't I didn't know exactly what you were saying about about Brees Hall, but yeah, I don't I don't have any you know hot takes or, or anything against the grain with him. I, I love him just as much as, as everybody else, and I think he's gonna be a superstar. So, I mean, if you do have somebody that might be a little bit concerned that the ACL might be like a a J.K. Dobbins or um, you know just some up like Saquon last year situation where he takes a while to, to get back from it you might be able to kind of sneak in a, a buy window from a contender sure um but yeah from like from what i heard it's his his aco is one, one of the more kind of yeah straightforward ones there's no like meniscus or lcl or any 
when any of those. So from what I've seen, we, he should be good to go by by camp. So I think I think Brees will pick up right where he, he left off last year. Well, just to recap, because I was I was definitely I had too many windows open, and that Nathaniel Hackett thing just broke my whole computer. <laughs> my computer was like, I don't want to see that. Um, but no, I was what I was kind of getting into there was like you know that offense I think can only go up, right? I mean, like the, mm. the, they're all a discount; they're all very cheap right now, and that's kind of where I think they're all pretty good buys. Even Brees, I think there's some question marks, like you were saying. I'm not worried. I think he's going to come back mm. and dominate. So if you can get anyone to give you a discount, I've even seen some people talking, and I, I'm again not in my league or whatever. But I've seen some people talking about seeing a discount on Garrett Wilson because, again, who else does that offense have? And, like, he's, his value might be plummeting. If they get Aaron Rodgers, if they draft a guy, whoever they're going to get, Garrett Wilson's a stud. You know what I mean? Like, are you yeah. kidding me right now? So, yeah, I, I'm not too worried at all about that offense. And, and I'm looking forward to them only going up, really. They, they had such a bad year. It, it's Even with Nathaniel Hackett, I think they're going to be a better offense. For fantasy. <laughs> so, yeah, that was kind of where I was going with that. Yeah, I mean, I'll I'll touch on the receivers here because Elijah Moore is, is my buy. We talked about Jacoby Myers earlier at wide receiver 49. Elijah Moore is right there at wide receiver 48. Um, you know, we know the talents there. If you've read any of the stories, the beat reporters, anything coming out of that locker room last year, like there was some major issues with Carter and the OC. Uh, so, um, you know, it was probably more of a doghouse situation. I mean... Yeah plus they just didn't have the quarterbacks to really support anyone else. Uh, right. You know, I mean, if we, if we talk about stud quarterbacks supporting multiple receivers, well, they just they obviously didn't have it. So no. the fact that Garrett Wilson did what he did is even yeah. more impressive. Wilson ate everybody's lunch. <laughs> so yeah, he did. Uh, he's, he's just phenomenal. And so I had more as my buy and I had Wilson as my hold for kind of what you were talking about, Andrew, basically he's at wide receiver 10. So you could say, yeah, hey, I've got to get him. I've got to get this guy for the next, you know, five years, whatever. I I, I totally get that. And that's fine. You can pay the price for him. Um, and some people might be saying, well, I don't know. That might have been outlier situation. If we have a better quarterback, the ball gets spread around, you know, it's better offense. There's talent there still, um, you know, whatever. All I, I can see every angle from that, which is why I just think he's a hold. He's fine. He's fine where he's at. If you spent an early pick on him. Um, you know, you're in good shape. You're, you're ahead. You have a, a, <laughs> yeah. a net gain and you have a great young receiver. So there, there's really no reason to do anything with him other than see how his future goes. So I, I'm ask, holding. Would y'all take, uh, Olave or Wilson right now? Cause I'm, I'm just wondering like, if you could get like yeah. Olave plus even, even if it's like, I don't know, like a third for Wilson, like, would you sell Wilson for that? Because I think I, I probably would, like, if I could get something with Olave, I would take Olave at this point over Wilson. Yeah, my, my cop-out answer is going to be whichever way gets me the plus, right? No, like, if you're in a league enough, and you've yeah. got Wilson and someone's willing to give you Olave plus for Wilson, I'll make that move. There, to me, those two are, are in very identical question mark situations um, where they're both having a quarterback change and a potential big offense change. And, you know, there's a whole lot of all that, but their talent is just so damn good. And I, I just think that they're both going to be in the league for a long time. They're both going to have mm -hmm. a long uh, career and all that. So, yeah, I, I kind of, you know, it's it's not really an answer, but it's an answer. Like, whichever one you can get the other guy to give you more for is the one that I want to trade away for that extra piece. Because, again, it's yeah. a tier. They're, they're the same in my book. So I, I don't know if I'm really targeting one with the other. You know, if you're if you're trying to build a trade and you see that they've got Alave and you've got Wilson and you're like, well, hey, if that gets the deal done, you know, do it and throw them both in. 
you know, something like that where they're equal value to you, but the other guy values them differently. That's probably where I'd make a trade, yeah. but I'm not actively trying to ship one for the other. Yep. Yeah. I mean, they're 10 and 10 and 11 yeah. at their position. They're basically the same age, the same size. They're the alphas mm -hmm. on their teams. I mean, there's like everything. Yeah. In college. It's, it's, it's really hard. <laughs> the interesting thing though, for me personally, I have one rookie draft that I do before the NFL draft and mm. I had the one Oh three. Um, and Drake London was my guy. And so everybody was expecting me to take him, but I took Garrett Wilson because I felt like he was the safest. Cause again, we didn't have draft capital yet. So we don't, we don't know. Yeah. It's a different strategy in that type of league. So I went with Garrett Wilson. Now I also had a lava ranked, pretty highly up there as well and so i ended up with so much alave i have i have nine shares <laughs> um, so i and i only ended up with like three wilson so for me i'd probably be pivoting off of alave to get wilson but it's only yeah, just, just to kind of even it's a tie break yeah that's a perfect that's, that's the yep. tie break yeah so there's there's really no uh no analysis there that's going to help anyone so we could just move on <laughs> with that um I think that pretty much wraps up the AFC East. We we uh we we covered it. I mean, we hit every every area. I think there's always going to be a few under the radar type players. You know, people are like, oh well, I'm buying you know Pierre Strong or whatever, and like that's yeah, cool. Like I agree. Like go go add him off waivers or right, you know, <laughs> send a fifth round pick for him or whatever. Like yeah, for for sure, for sure. Or if you um, want to continue to be a Denzel Mims truther and think this yeah. is the year, go for it. Hold him. I don't care. You know, what I mean? your like breakout baby. Or yeah, fourth year, I guess. Whatever. I, have one, I, I do have yeah. one team that has Mims roster. I haven't done it yet. I think I have Mims on one fourteen teamer. Yeah, because <laughs> you know, last year they had all the trade rumors. I thought he was going to get like traded. Yeah, that's why I held on. Yeah. And then so, no, yeah, nothing. Darn. Exactly. All right. All right. Well, well let's uh, let's move on to find me a trade here. We're gonna do we're gonna do like a little SNL thing where they have like the five timers, you know, jacket. <laughs> so like this is. Uh, this one submitted by Nurk at Nurkaleptic on Twitter. Um, and uh, welcome, Nurk, to the Three Timers Club. This is your third time getting a, a team on here. Um, and, you know, honestly, it's it's hard to pick which one each week. There's We get a lot of great submissions, and we want to help everybody. Um, but this one was a little bit different than something I think we've ever done, which is very rare at this point, 132 yeah. episodes in. Um, so I think, you know, the, the thing that keeps it fun is that things are constantly changing. And then obviously we have the guest that comes in and gives a totally different perspective. Right. So like, that's what keeps it interesting and fun and everybody gets to learn from it. Um, but this league, I just felt like, I don't know that we've ever done one of these leagues. Um, the champion cup, you mean? Yeah. I'm not yeah. sure that we've ever done one uh, on FMAT. So uh, it's a little bit different. It's a little bit different way to think about it, but um, it, it might be interesting. So, Andrew, do you want to pull? Do you want to do the roster or do you want to do the? I settings? got the roster up. So I'll okay. try to, to do that here. You want to read right, his so, stuff while I pull it. That's perfect. Yeah. This is a, this is a, dynasty champion cup series and the way that this works this is run through safe leagues um our, our our good friend scott fish uh it's basically 48 teams it's four 12 team leagues um and as essentially you're gathering points so if you finish first you get you know five points you finish second you get three points you finish third you get a point uh if you're the highest oh, uh scoring team for the season you get a point and then this is all going to accumulate over you know several seasons with the winner getting the big pot so you're earning money along the way in in your 
in your leagues and you're still doing it's still 12 team right you're still doing your 12 team draft um and then at the end you're gonna have like a, a overall pot here that somebody's gonna end up winning with the most points so you kind of do have a chance to retool a little bit here if your team didn't turn out great from from the uh you know startup draft um but it's there is still like an end date to it essentially so you have right. to kind of build towards a crescendo of, of, of getting those points um or maybe you try to get the points early on and then hang on long enough right that you accumulate enough so it's 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 interesting way to do it there's a lot of different strategies um and so this is a 12 team super flex ppr it is a 2.0 tight end premium um safe leagues are six point passing touchdown minus four interceptions start 10 one quarterback two running back two receiver tight end three flex and super flex uh they were 30 roster spots they're now um scott simplifying everything with all the leagues and making them all 28 roster spots and there's no ir there's no taxi again safe leagues thousands of leagues they don't deal with all the crazy things that can shut down teams mm -hmm. and leagues so it's 28 roster spots that's it that's what you got for the season um and so here's here's nurk's thoughts on this so before last season he traded away kyle pitts for 323 first and ramondre stevenson uh that i love that trade that's insane that's awesome um <laughs> then still uh prior to the season move cooper cup for a 23 first and michael pittman and start planning for this 23 draft and beyond and just not compete in 22. So he earned the 103, and with the additional trades, ended up with the 104, the 107, 109, 111, and the 211. Uh, tried in season to move multiple firsts for Herbert, but for some reason the owner hasn't been active. Maybe they got replaced. Um, hmm. it, it is common that, just like any league, uh, managers can leave, and the points will actually carry over with the team. So sometimes you can even buy some of these teams that already have accumulated points yep. or whatever. So it's it's kind of interesting from that standpoint. But the, essentially, the points stay with the franchise; they don't stay with the manager. So mm -hmm. um, maybe that manager got replaced, and you can go back to that. And I would trade like all of these first for, <laughs> for <laughs> me. But uh, you know, may, maybe look for that, or just target any of the other top quarterbacks in that range as well. Um, my main question is, what do I do with all of these picks considering my roster construction? Which one should I move and for whom? Or which one should I stick with and draft? So again, different league type here, a uh, little bit different strategy. And as we get into all the you know picks and rookie drafts, I, I think it's, it's uh, uh, definitely the right time to talk about this. So great submission here. Um, I don't want to start because I think well, this one's crazy. So yeah, let me Andrew, get the let's go ahead and do quick. your roster. Yeah, so here's Nurk's roster, which again, 21 players. He's preparing for all these picks, which is pretty clever too. Like in these kind of leagues, just cut the chaff, get it out of there. Mm -hmm. I don't blame you. Um, so Tua Tagovailoa and Russell Wilson at quarterback. And after that, you got Jacoby Brissett, who put up points and could put up points again as your QB3. But And Jameis Winston could be on a team. We don't know. A little risky there. Running back, you got J.K. Dobbins, Javante Williams, Zonovan Knights, Maje P. Ryan, Deonta Foreman. Not bad with Williams and Dobbins. I don't mind those. Neither one's an RB1, really, but they're both on that solid RB2 phrase for me. Receiver, I mean, you got Michael Pittman, you got Chris Godwin, Gabe Davis, Elijah Moore. Like, I, I understand why this team didn't win a lot, but this team isn't bad because then you've got tight end, Mark Andrews, Dallas Goddard, Irv Smith, Kyron, Kylan Granson. Like, for a team of 21 players, this is solid. 
Like, I'm actually pretty impressed with the bones of this team. And uh, I'll go first since we're, you know, not really sure what to do. But we all took the assignment and, and really did our best here. His question is, what should I do with the picks? And so I'm like, all right, what do, when I first see that, I'm like, all right, well, what picks am I going to try to send? And we all took the assignment to heart. So mine was initially was going to be the 109 to uh, the team 2-3 Jet Chip Wasp, which I'm guessing is a play of some sort, for Jared Goff and CEH. Now, I don't know if the 109 is enough, so I moved it to the 107 on the sheet. I think you should be able to get Jared Goff for a first, and, and it, even like a mid-first is probably yeah. okay value for me in this in this kind of league. And then everyone is done with CEH. Everyone's out on him. They, you know, nobody can know what to try. This is the perfect kind of team where you've got roster spots, and you, you know, you, you need to roster if you throw it. So the thought here would be, you know, send the 109 for Goff and CEH, and if he counters with the 107, accept. That's what my plan would be. I, uh, if he says the 109 for did any of that come through because my computer kind of glitched for a second there not the end there. the last 10 seconds yeah cut out but we heard most of it you get the idea anyway yeah so i, I just stopped sharing because it was just not it was not happy with me um but no i, I we heard it. you go through the trade yeah to yeah. recap yeah, get yeah. a first and send a first for golf and and put an extra piece in there and this is just again general thesis of what i like to do is is make that negotiating kind of obvious i guess or like put in there like hey i'm willing to send this if they accept you're happy if they counter you're happy everybody wins right uh i'm not saying that that's a smash acceptor that that guy's gonna definitely take the 107 uh, i also think that's the kind of trade with any pick you can wait till you're on the clock to make it right so I'm not saying you have to send that today, but if you send the 111 for that and he doesn't want it, great, wait a month. And then send the 109. He doesn't want it, great, wait a month. Why not? That's kind of where my thoughts were on that. So I I think it's a pretty straightforward trade, but Scott, do you have any uh, questions or concerns, I guess, with that idea? Yeah, I think value makes perfect sense. I would also start with one of the lower first and then see if they counter, but you're right with the extra roster spots that you can – uh, you know, pick up players like that. CEH is a great example of a guy that, you know, take a shot, see what happens. I mean, it's uh, you have the roster spots in order, in order to do that. The one thing I will say is that this roster is full of a lot of the players that we've been talking about as buys. So <laughs> there's a lot of opportunity there, but there's also a lot of downside because obviously not all of them are going to hit. Right. Right. Um, so you're going to have to hope that based on how you acquired them, you're going to gain enough value, uh, overall, which it, it sounds like based on the trades that you made, you're, you're definitely on the right track, um, from that standpoint. And then I think this, this trade just follows along with that. It gives you that kind of safe third quarterback with what, you know, we obviously expect Russ to rebound, um, you know, but at the same time, is he ever going to be like a, an elite guy? Uh, probably not. And then, you know, obviously Tua we talked about earlier. So having Goff as that third safe guy, I think is very important in super flex um, and, and taking those shots on guys that like CEH. So yeah, that, that all makes sense to me. Um, I kind of came from a similar thought process with mine. So I'm going to jump into that one I love here. It, yeah. Um, so I, I actually don't think the overall process is right, but I'm going to tell you how I got here. <laughs> So here's the thing you have, you have what five of the first 11 picks. 
I'm trying to think of how to say this. If you make all of those picks, you lose. Right. Like that's so you you do want to trade some of them right now. I'm not saying you have to trade all of them. And I'm not saying that you're going to you're going to lose because you you don't have the skill or the knowledge to pick the right players or anything like that. It, it has nothing it has no reflection on you. It's just the fact that those picks hold the most value right now. And as soon as they become a player, they lose value. You're going to. So that's how you're going to lose in that from that standpoint. So if you can move two or three of them, that would be the ideal scenario. And I do agree with with what you said in the beginning. I tried to trade multiple firsts for an elite quarterback. I agree. And I think that's what you should be doing, um, especially you're going to have to use those early ones like three and four, because those three definitely and possibly four could be uh, quarterbacks. So I think that's what you'd have to move uh, in addition to possibly a third uh, first. Um, and again, I'm OK with that. So. Having said that, I tried to kind of follow the theme of your roster of being like high variance players, right? So we know some of them are going to work out really well, and we know it's also likely that some of them aren't. So what I wanted to do was get kind of two almost safe, but like undervalued players, but like really solid uh two starters for you essentially and and move on from some of the variants of your roster so my idea was to move to a shocker i know everybody's shocked that i want to move to a, <laughs> Where are my um, to a javante williams and i would start with the 111 um but i think you could easily bump up to the nine or the seven i have no issue with that uh to the team six rings for dak and dk metcalf um and i mean Dak and Tua, you know, we kind of talked about earlier. Do we, do we see a huge difference between those guys? Not not really. So maybe just a lateral move there. Um, but I, in my opinion, safer. Um, maybe not the upside, but safer. Uh, Javante is coming off the injury. We have a new offense, a new coaching staff, a lot of new stuff going on there. You also have J.K. Dobbins. That's kind of coming off the injury and whatever's happening with that offense and quarterback and stuff. So, I mean, there's, there's a lot of risk already with running back. So if I can move off of running back to a wide receiver, I'm all about that. I also think DK is maybe a little disrespected right now, just because maybe it's the quarterback situation. Whereas we don't know. Geno Smith is a free agent, by the way, for all these podcasters out there that are just expecting him to be the guy. Like, is it likely? Yeah, I get it. I understand, but he is a free agent. So he would yeah. have to resign and mm -hmm. start like, that's not that's not a hundred percent guaranteed. And even if it is, DK did perfectly fine. So like we're that's almost like worst case scenario, right? Like I I think that's maybe the worst thing that would happen. So um I just I again I wanted to move one of your picks and then also kind of just reduce that roster variance. Um I guess that's the best way that I could say it. And uh Drew, does that make any sense to you at all? <laughs> no, I'm with you. So I'm. I mean, I I get the logic, but so I guess I'll kind of dive into my my game plan. I went a little bit less. I guess you would call mine less aggressive than, than you guys as far as uh, <laughs> selling the picks. Just because when I when I look at this roster, like I agree with Andrew that it has some some good pieces. I just I'm not sure he has the running backs to compete like next year. So that's why I, I'm not sure if I would be willing to move first for kind of like the the older older quarterbacks. So what I did, I think the the priority should be just to get a couple like young receivers. Um, because I've 
uh, you had the I can't remember where the or who he had on there since the roster is now. I think it was Pittman, Godwin, Gabe um, Davis, Nico, Elijah Collins, Moore, DJ Char, yeah, Moore. Yeah. So like kind of a yeah, bunch so of like yeah, you have threes, a, yeah, 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 yeah. So I would trade like target some guys like um again, it kind of depends on who you like, but ones that I would be buying now like uh, Jahan Dotson or Jerry Judy. I think those are the type of guys you can get with like the the one hundred nine or one eleven, and even I mean if you throw in like the two eleven or a third or something like that, especially for somebody like Judy. Because uh, I know he's getting a lot of a lot of hype right now, but even like the 109 plus, I'm willing to to buy him just to get some stability in that that right receiver group. And um, I mean, I'm I'm fine with making the the 103 and 104. I mean, we've we've been waiting for this class for for years now. I'm sure he's been yeah. excited about these picks. So let's I mean, go ahead and make them. Uh, I know you like you mentioned them. You know, possibly uh, like losing value, but this it's not necessarily guaranteed. Like when you pick the player. You could lose value, but where you're losing is really just the the guarantee, like the stability. Like you know, when you have a draft pick, it's not going to decrease in value. But once you get right. that player, it could right. or the flexibility. Of it. But it, yeah. it also could could go up. Like I said, if you pick the next, you know, Justin Jefferson or right. whatever. Right. Not that I'm expecting that in this Absolutely. class. So, so yeah, I think with the the 103, you could probably get one of the the QBs uh, with with Bryce or Stroud because with with Tua and Russ, I mean, I was I'm high on Tua, and I'm again, I agree that that Russ is a good bounce back candidate, but I would want my Q, my quarterback three to be a little bit more stable than than Jameis and was it uh, Brissett? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, I think yeah, I think you get you know a young quarterback at with the one hundred three, and then with the one hundred four, just best player available. So I would imagine maybe Gibbs, maybe even um, Jackson or Jason, right there. And the the one hundred seven, I think that's that's kind of one of those picks. It seems like there's going to be like a teardrop. In most yeah. drafts that yeah. that range, so you might want to hold on to that one, just kind of see see what's there when you're on the clock. Could you be on be the clock kind of, move. Yeah, yeah exactly. exactly. Yeah, it might kind of be like that last quarterback. So if somebody wants, you know, Richardson or or Will Levis, that'll kind of be their last chance to get a quarterback. Kind of save that one for for that. But so then I think yeah, this this team is definitely set up, you know, with some some good pieces. But I think you kind of need a retooling year before well, making like the the big moves. Here's where I'm going to go. And, and while you guys were, were going through those, which I think are both very fine trades, I, I, I will comment quickly and say, I feel like, Scott, your, your trade just feels a little bit too much to me because I like Javante and I'm not sold on Dak, but I get the logic. I think that's okay value. Yeah, yeah that makes um, sense. The other one, too, like the late pick for a Judy or a Dotson. Again, I feel like that's a little heavy, but not really. Those are both more steady assets. You're getting someone similar there anyway. So, again, value-wise, it makes sense. The thing is that I that I checked because I was trying to see if I could find this. The 101 holder, as far as I know, I don't know if I can even find this, but because I'm doubting it happened, is the orphan team and uh, does hold their own pick and is the Justin Herbert team that we talked about. Uh, and looking at that roster, it's Wakanda forever on this on the on the rosters. If you have mm-hmm. it up, they are not a Bijan Robinson away from winning. So then my thought right. was, all right, what about three and four for one? That's the yes. kind of pick I would easily trade three and four for one in almost every draft, right? You need quarterbacks. I get it. Bijan changes this team drastically. Yeah, I, think I that's, agree. That's, Absolutely. Yeah, that's, running that's back. That's the weak spot for me. Yeah. Yep. Or three, so four, seven, and nine and 11 yep. for Herbert and one. <laughs> well, <laughs> like, same, right? Yeah. Same thought, right? And you, that <laughs> you know? actually, if I have that, if I'm taking a team as an orphan, I might love that. Blow it up. Let's try it yeah. again. And, and yeah. again, I'm just looking at it as a new owner, a new manager in this league with the 101 yeah. I like and that. not a lot of other picks. I don't want the 101. I'm easily trading that 101 because I it, this just for the sake of clarity, 
the the orphan team in this league has Justin Herbert and Carson Wentz at quarterback. Running back is Zeke Elliott, Hassan Haskins, Ronald Jones. It falls off a cliff. Like that's yeah. terrible running backs. No um, tight ends. Re- well, yeah, no tight ends. So he's got Devin Asiasi, we talked about. Oh, yeah. Uh, re- receiver, he's got <laughs> T. Higgins, Mike Evans, DeAndre Carter, who actually scored some points, Josh Palmer, who scored 37 year old Bayless Jones, Sammy Watkins, Ooh. Mike Williams. You know what I'm saying? Like some of those guys, but yeah, he's, he has a lot of work to do. Yeah. Yeah. That that team is a blow it up rebuild. And I'm, I'm guessing because of the guy, I, I like that idea. Well, right. So that way you're, you're looking at that like you want to be the first one to send him that off. Yeah. Yep. As soon as this league yep. rolls over, as soon as that orphan gets replaced, set, put an offer in his inbox immediately. You can even start with like 103, 107, and 111 if you want to keep one of those and get another younger quarterback or something, right? Like you can, you don't have to play it hard, but John Bosch would always say, send your best offer. He right? has the capital, yeah. Has and I think three and four is your best offer. You send three and four True. for one, I think that gets accepted. You get Bijan, and you still have other firsts for, for late round flare, you know, late first round receiver picks and flyers. So, that's kind of an update to my trade. That one's better than the one I yeah. offered before. So I saw the wheels spinning. There. <laughs> I saw the wheels spinning, Andrew. But no, and I was like, like, wait, 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 hold on. Can we trade up? Because you're right, running. Because yeah, that's right. That's about one. Because especially like Javante Williams, he might not be good until like November. So it's well, like Dobbins yeah. obviously isn't 100. percent Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, yeah I mean, yeah, I'd much John, rather than Mr. Yeah. too. Yeah. But John definitely will change. Yep, yeah, change the uh, the trajectory for sure. And so again, there you I go, Nurk. Let us know how that goes. What up, hot sauce? Yeah, we see you, Dynasty Hot Sauce. Welcome yeah. to the chat, everybody. Let's go. If you're not if you're not watching us live and you're listening later, we appreciate you too. But definitely try to stop by live on Thursdays and, and hang out in the chat. We got some good people in here this week. But anyway, anything else you guys want to talk about on the Find Me a Trader? I think we covered it pretty well there. I think we did a good job. Yeah, we, hit, we hit it from all the options. angles. I mean, that's yeah. the point, right? That's that's, that's what right. we want to do. Give you something to think about, but. I mean, regardless, you can you can say we're all idiots and sit back and make every one of those picks and and kick some ass well, for the next yeah. three years. So actually, that is know? a good point to talk about. And, and I know we're going to talk about it next week. We've got Scott Connor coming on the podcast next week, and I know he's got an opinion on this. But I am almost always of the mindset of uh, get the picks and then send the picks. Use them as cash. Uh, mm-hmm. Trade them when you need to trade them. When you need Roster to cash them fluidity. in, cash them in. Yes. Uh, and I think there's a lot of times uh, people get afflicted with this disease that we see in Dynasty called rookie fever. Uh, and people want to make Absolutely. the pick and they want to they're willing to trade a good player for the chance at a good player. And it's like, think about that for a second. Are you sure? Like, give me the good player. Like, what are we doing here? So uh, I know it's fun to make rookie picks. I have a bunch of drafts where I've traded every pick away. As soon as we rolled over, I'm sending offers for my 2025 first. I'm like, get that off my roster. Let's move on. Like, because it's just fun. Like, let's go. Right. But I don't like I don't like making the picks because then they are Nikhil Harry or Andy Isabella or Jalen Rager. You know, that's the like, problem. You know what it is? Man. A lot of people they started playing Dynasty like in twenty one, right? When all the picks were hit, and their yeah. first pick was like Justin Jefferson, uh-huh. like Jamar Chase, and it's like it's, <laughs> like I started playing. Like They're not my traumatized. Pick, my first rookie pick was Hakeem Butler, so uh, yeah, I'm, uh, I'm a lot more willing to send. I off had those. so much Hakeem Butler. <laughs> it was mine? But I also had so much yeah. AJ Brown, so it kind of yeah. No, I can't like it's, it's like. With everything it's definitely a balance to it it's just all about finding the the good value for them for sure yep no uh, i just wanted to make sure we comment on that because picks are, are kind of a tricky one some people oh, yeah, love them some people hate them but 
just as long as you're getting value, that's all that really matters. Well, and, exactly. and the main yeah. thing is that flexibility, right? Because now you yep. can really, you can go any direction. So it's, it's just picking the direction to go and, and, you know, making it happen. But with that, we've, uh, we've hit our time quota here for the evening. So um, definitely want to thank yes. Andrew Metcalf for coming on. Uh, Drew, tell them, tell, them, tell them all where to find you again. Make sure to follow uh, Drew on Twitter. Um, always putting out great content. Uh, always has the his his flag plant players that I'm I'm, I'm still 50 50 on. So I mean, as long as we get the right, hey, I, was, 50, I was about you know, 50 50 on hey, his too with himself. Hey, all right, yeah, <laughs> exactly. Cam, Cam Akers came through for me in the playoffs, so I got that. <laughs> he did, he did. That's right. It doesn't matter when they come through, just that they do. It's still, it's still, you know, still in the yeah, season. I'm sure, yeah, and he'll he'll be a hot topic this uh, off season. Oh, no doubt. <laughs> but yeah, no, like I said, find me at uh, at Drew Met underscore FF. Uh, I'll be be writing some stuff for for Club Dynasty. I know they do do a lot of good things throughout the year as well. So look out for them. And um, but yeah, just again, I had a, had a good time. It's definitely stayed up past my bedtime, but had a had same. some good talk. So same. And Andrew too. He's on the he's he's Eastern time. Oh so right, yeah, you're even worse. Ireland, yeah, I would, yeah, yeah, we do that. That's why we I can't complain because. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Rocky and I are East Coasters, and I get no sleep on Thursdays. It's totally worth it. I'm glad to talk with you, Andrew. It was a good time tonight. Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, for myself at Scott underscore Sidlow on Twitter, Andrew Hall at Andrew Hall FF. Follow the pod at Dynasty Junkies. Uh, don't forget to submit your f mats we've got uh we want to have some fun with these and you know try some different things so even if you've submitted before you know keep them coming um you know whatever we can do kind of the most good with is is what we're gonna do you know or whatever's most interesting or however we can factor that in so don't be afraid to submit them and you know we'll figure them out uh, appreciate everybody uh, in the chat great comments great conversation um just appreciate you guys being here you know, don't don't be afraid to to subscribe and, and follow and review. And again, if you guys do those reviews, we'll move you up the FMAT list, especially for when we get to those, uh, you know, all FMAT shows that we like to do um, here and there. So oh, yeah. uh, again, for Andrew Metcalf, for Andrew Hall, I'm Scott Sidlow. Junkies out. See you.